Today's anecdotal experience podcast is brought to you by Sling TV. Get a free month of Sling TV when you sign up online and another free month when you sign up again with a different email. You can buy 5,000 Facebook likes for 100 bucks on eBay. I know some other podcast probably do it and that's them. Not us though. Not us. Thank you for listening to The Dote. Today we have Andy Gasper on the podcast. Andy is a friend of mine and he runs a show called Future Science. It's tonight. So if you're listening to it now, you've missed it. Or you heard it. But come to the next one. It's the last Sunday of every month at Motor Pub if you live in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you don't live in Cincinnati, that's cool. Come visit. Come do my podcast. Come see Future Science. Andy's awesome, and we talk about if you uh, if you work too hard and you hate what you do, maybe you once loved it, but now you hate it because you tried too hard. It's no good. You're not going to be successful. Do what you love until you hate it, then quit. And find something else you love. And eat pizza and tacos. It's going to make more sense later. Let's do this podcast with my man, Andy Gasper. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's start with the track story, man. Yeah. Uh, so when I was in high school, we had a, it was like a small, I went to a small school not very big and uh we had a our school wasn't very good at sports you know like everyone would go to high school football games and everyone would go to basketball games and things like that but what our school was actually known for we had really good runners on our in our school uh-huh. like we had state cross country champs like my entire you know career there and my entire whatever like the whole time I was in high school it was always like Cross country state champs, but no one gave a shit because <laughs> it's cross country. Even though that was the best sport, was you yeah. guys? Yeah, yeah. Like I second should... class, dude. <laughs> right. No one cares. They're like, you oh, don't throw football. We, are we selling tickets to it? Oh, can we do vending? No, nobody. Nobody's even going to the games. Oh right. well, who gives a shit? <laughs> so, but you were good. No, I was terrible. Oh, I, was, I what wasn't were you doing a runner. On the team? I wasn't a runner. I was on the track team. So because we had really good runners, we had a really good track team. Okay. And it was just kind of one of those things where, like in high school, I was just like. Like, I played soccer, and I played basketball, and then I ran track. Yeah. It was just, like, stay busy, and, you know, seemed like something yeah, to do. Yeah, your friends are doing it, yeah. so. So, we, we decided, I was running track. Um, and, like I said, I'm not, I had no real business being there, other than I was just kind of like, yeah, this is better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's a lot of kids in high school. So, we, so, I was on the track team, and because we had all these all-star runners, our school would get invited to a lot of special invitational races they call them where it was like oh like only 20 schools are going to come to this but you got to drive you know halfway across the state and you got to compete and it's this big event and like there's people like this is the best you know only the best schools get invited and the fastest kids are there so so it's one of those times when oh also because it was such a small school uh and you only send to these special events you only send your top two people yeah because you know don't waste anybody's time right and uh i was i was one of two hurdlers oh so the top two and whatever (laughs) sort of top two so okay so by default 
I'm like going on these special invitational events when, you know, my time is like, I think the fastest I ever had was something like uh, for the 110 meter hurdles was probably like 19 seconds. And what's a fast time? Um, probably like 15, maybe my top was like 22. It was really, it was like, it was something where it's like everyone is past the finish line and like panting. Right. And I'm, I'm still have like two more hurdles to go. Okay. <laughs> like I'm waiting for you to good. get done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like they're like clearing the hurdles behind me so they can get ready for the next thing as I'm still on the track. <laughs> Dude, why are, okay. Why did they send you though? Cause there was only two of us. Oh, there was only two. There were two hurdlers on the team. It was okay. me and my friend Zach. And Zach, he was like, he was good. He okay. was fast. He was like a state runner, you know. Uh, like, he was real quick. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, and I was basically just like some dumb kid that was just kind of like... You had no natural ability? Yeah. I, I mean, I was tall. So that's why they were like, oh, you're tall. You should do hurdles. Those right. long legs can get over those hurdles. Yeah. And I was like, sure, but I don't know how to work them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I woke up one day and I was 6'2". And then I woke up another day and I was 6'3". And I'm just like, I don't know how my body works anymore. Yeah, you didn't ease into it. Just so, a giant all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. Were uh, you ever embarrassed that you were so slow? Or was it just like, whatever, everyone knows Andy's just out no, there. Yeah, good that time. was it. Yeah, it was just kind of like they they weren't expecting anything. Oh, okay. When you I, didn't expect anything from yourself. Right. I mean, I was like, I was like, this is, this is, I'm not... I'm not going to beat Zach. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, place. What's the point? Like, I'm just here because this is where my friends are at. You know, it's fun to run around a You're track. You're just hanging out. Stay, yeah, just being healthy. Like, okay. No, no real ambition. Like, I wasn't, I was going to run track, but it wasn't like, it was like, I never had any ambitions to, <laughs> to yeah. win. Just want to be part of a group. Like, for example, like, this is kind of the, another part of the story. Uh, so, like, during, like, practice and stuff, like, you know, we'd run the sprints around the, the track and our my coach, the coach for hurdles, his name's Mr. Kid. He's great. This is this is a great coach. Uh-huh. He's the kind of guy that like you know we'd he'd be like you know run run around the track as fast as you can, and then we'd get back and he's like all right take a break, and I would say something like smoke them if you got them, and he would be like yeah smoke them if you got them. You had no idea. He, no, no, he was he was just he thought it was hilarious. Oh, just a buddy. Yeah, yeah. He was like he's like he'd be like. Uh, uh, I would do like the monologue from Pulp Fiction, uh-huh. like the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen thing, and uh, like so he would do stuff where he'd be like, "All right, run around the track," and then we'd run around the track. And he goes, "Andy, tell us a story. Whenever you're done with your story, everybody runs again." So I like I would just start telling the story of like you the, were just like the, the entire movie Pulp Fiction, and I would. <laughs> Just trying to like Indiana. So then Indiana Jones, he found an idol and he picked it. And I would just like try it for as long as I could to talk. So nobody had any like real athletic expectations of you. They're just like, dude, he's the clown. He's good times. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It was just kind of like one of those things. But it's like, you know, at the same time, I would occasionally every once in a while, I would get a point. Yeah. Just like, you know, like not coming in last or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But so Mr. Kid was great. And he he like he's like, I know why you're here. Like, yeah. there's cute girls here, your friends are here, you're just here for fun, let's have fun. And that's cool. So, he was right. awesome about yeah. that. So, there's one invitation I get invited to, it's me and my buddy Zach, and I spent most of my time, like, in the invitationals, you know, like, either practicing how to count cards, because that's another thing Mr. Kid, Coach uh-huh. Kid taught me. He was like, he was a math teacher, and he's like, yeah, yeah, this is how you count cards <laughs> for blackjack. Yeah. So I would do that like on the bus, like try to figure out 
counting cards. Yeah. And uh, he was like, so so we you know I we'd goof around, play cards with my other friends, and uh, my my race was coming up. Yeah. And this was again a big invitational race. Lots of kids. Lots of kids were excited. There were people who stayed at home because they weren't good enough to be there. Right. And I, so I'm at this race, right? So it's the 100, 110 meter hurdles, you know, all warmed up, getting the blocks ready to go. You know, there's, I think there was eight of us on your mark, get set. Kid next to me, false starts, false starts. So he's like, oh, like he instantly like, oh, he's in trouble now. If you false start, you might get kicked out. So everybody, I think you get a free one. Okay. So again, it's like people, like the tension's super high. People are chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. On your mark, get set. Kid false starts again. He's out. He's out. In this race, yeah, it was a, like a kind of a tournament style race where the top, uh, I think three, or no, it was the top four runners uh-huh. advance to the next round. And how many are left now? There's three heats. So now there's only like seven left. Okay. So now I only have to beat, what? Three other guys right. to, get, <laughs> to get into the thing. So I'm like, all right. So again, on your mark, get set, go, bang. Everybody starts running and they're booking. Again, it's like one of those things where I already see them in front of me and I'm just kind of like, I can't wait to be done to go eat cheeseburgers. Yeah, you just don't care. <laughs> and a kid kicks a hurdle and it flies into another two lanes and he trips and falls because he's so he's booking it so yeah, hard. He's just, yeah, he's just like he kicks this hurdle trips up two other kids i'm just like running i see it all happen i can adjust <laughs> to the calamity yeah finish the lap ahead of those uh, other guys because they're done because they yeah they get hurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i advanced to the next round which was not expected right they're like i have no there's no reason to be there why you were planning it? on practicing yeah. counting cards and I was, <laughs> I was ready to eat cheeseburgers i yeah. think we had, i think I, it was actually taco bell there yeah because uh, they had a taco bell right next to the track um so they go to make the announcement, you know, for the next heat, they call it the next heat, the next round of running. And they go, they say all the names of the people that advanced. Yeah. And I like, my name wasn't on there. And I, I was like, hey, Mr. Kid, what's going on? Like, I thought I won that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheeseburger, cheese, like, eat. right. And he's like, oh, let me go take a look at it. And he's the kind, he would like, he would like uh, put his hands on his belly and pat it and be like, hmm, well, I'll go, I'll go take a look at this and see yeah. what's going on. Sure enough. He like ten minutes later, they go. We have a correction <laughs> to the to the 110 meter hurdles uh, heat number two, uh, and they like reread all the names, and my name was on it that time. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit! Like I didn't actually want to. You do were just more. messing around. <laughs> yeah, I was just like kidding. And he goes, oh no no, apparently they went by fastest times overall versus who won. You know, in the heat. Okay. So basically, the idea was like. Oh, there were kids in other heats who were way faster than me. Yeah. But didn't finish in their top three. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, you won I your finished, race. Yeah. So you got, you made it. Yeah. Even though you were not fast. Right. Okay. <laughs> because basically, you know, four other kids walked off the track without even finishing. Were you supposed to be in the next heat? Yeah. Technically? Well, so technically. Okay. Yeah. Technically, so they, they figured, according okay. to the rules of that competition, yeah. it was the top, it must have been the top four move on right so i was like oh man now i gotta like yeah take my put down the cheeseburger yeah yeah <laughs> I gotta t- <laughs> put out this cigarette yeah finish my beer and get back out there yeah uh so i was like oh shit all right 
so like and they and they you know these heats are later in the, the day like it's all day thing because yeah. you can't run one after the other after the other you'll be too tired yeah so there's later on in the day i was like oh god now i gotta do this again mm-hmm. so we line up again are you a chubby kid i was actually i was actually in better shape then than i am now okay um so i don't know if I all that cheeseburger talk i just imagined you like being a <laughs> well the thing like i was like running all the time oh, i was true. like wildly active i played soccer basketball and track so i was like always get the legs together yeah <laughs> okay so so I, so it's the next race you know same like uh, tension's really high you know all these yeah. i'm looking at dudes so i'm like oh this guy's like one of the fat he's really fast you yeah know? are you just not wanting to get embarrassed or what i mean it's just like one of those things where it's like oh they're better yeah it doesn't <laughs> like, matter you have yeah. no pressure on you yeah like okay. i'm like what like at the end of no matter what happens here i'm gonna go home and probably play video games or hang out with my friends or whatever it is yeah this guy might go you're home gonna pick be- up your cigarette your taco and your beer <laughs> yeah. and continue to live your life yeah yeah these other guys though like some of them are like i got scholarships and stuff. oh like, yeah, yeah dude calm down so it's like so again like ready yeah set bang no no problems this time no problems everybody runs off the blocks okay everybody's running everybody's running but again some dude trips over a hurdle and rolls into someone else's lane and trips another guy same thing same thing because they're these guys are these guys are running their hearts out yeah and i'm just kind of like oh don't just finish just finish right and so again like a calamity happens and this was like i think there was like four people that all fell in this one yeah i'm still running and and through this <laughs> like i finally pull ahead of the massacre that happened two other like two guys like actually got up and kept running yeah one of them caught up and passed me you know like he he was oh able to gosh, fall man. get up brush himself off and still pass me yeah but it still ended up where i was in like the top like you moved on half of that so now i'm in the final round final round i shouldn't i should have been gone after the first one right final round your taco's cold right <laughs> the burrito i was like my bean burrito yeah it's gonna be gross now what was it all for yeah so so i'm like i was talking like again like as soon as it happens mr kid's like well andy guess you're gonna have to run another one is he enjoying the humor oh, he, of the situation because he, he knows i don't andy want it. is like in the final heat yeah. wait this is the final heat yeah yeah so this is the next one okay yeah next one it's the final this is the championship for that thing how many people are in this race like total yeah in this no 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 in this final heat uh i think there was probably eight there's okay. probably eight people uh yeah. so it was like i was like <laughs> he, he's he loves it because he's like oh you got to keep working <laughs> like you yeah. can't you can't go eat your cheeseburgers andy I, like i know what you like to do just you know it's a it's Are he, your buddies he, he thinks like, it's hilarious do your buddies think it's hilarious too oh yeah because everyone's like why yeah <laughs> like you're usually done by now starting the euchre game in right. the back of the bus like what are you doing out your here role still? is to be the clown the euchre guy yeah the or just fiction like a, mo- a little morale guy like bo- like boost the team's morale rudy yeah, yeah. not even rudy <laughs> like a lazy rudy <laughs> like a good times cigarette smoking beer <laughs> drinking Taco Bell eating Rudy. I would, yes, exa- it's like a Rudy if <laughs> without never any of the effort. <laughs> it's like, I've never eaten. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, yeah, if Rudy were a lazy asshole, if, but funny. Yeah, if like Rudy was like, if the coach was like, if half of you guys were, well, it, Rudy's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, I'm go to someone else. <laughs> if a quarter of you guys had the heart up now, you know what? Right. Just try harder. Yeah. You were just good times. 
I was just there for fun. Yeah. yeah. But so I end up in this place I shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is like hilarious, right? Yeah. So we're we're ready. Gun goes off, bang. Everybody's mm-hmm. running. Everybody's running. Yeah. Everybody's running. A dude ends up tripping. And I got seventh place. Nice. Seventh place out of what was probably uh, at least 24 guys, I think. Like, seventh yeah. place with, like, the worst time. I'm sure Like I'm sure someone wrote that in the record book and was like, 22 seconds? Yeah. That can't be right. How did this guy make it? <laughs> so, like, to me, the moral of the story was always, look, I'm not... I'm not going to win on my own. Okay. But I will succeed when others fail. <laughs> like, I'm not going to yeah. succeed on my own. But I will persevere when others fail. Dude, do you know what it is? It's the tortoise in the hair. I think. I thought about that, but I still feel like that, that tortoise was all about <laughs> like yeah. proving a point. I was just like, man, like, there's a lot of chicks on this team, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The tortoise had, like, more integrity. Yeah. But nevertheless, still, it's that. So, how does that look in your life? Where do you see that kind of apply where you're like, oh, I'm sticking around. I'm here. And other people kind of fall by the wayside who may be more talented than me, but I'll always be here. I think I think that's what it was something... Uh, at least when I was first in college, it was one of those things where it was like, yeah. you know, I didn't always, I wasn't always going to be like, I didn't know exactly what I was doing yeah. early on, but I was like, if I just stick with it, eventually it'll work out. Right. And it kind of like it did a little bit. Like I just like, just things like that where it was like, I would always surprise people. With like what type of stuff? Uh, Just like either film projects or stuff where it would just be like, like people would be like, oh man, like put in all this time and effort. And then Andy just figured out like, why don't we just hang the light from that post over there? Okay. And it's just, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was always like, I don't think I'm ever going to win big. Like I'll never be like the first place best guy. Yeah. But it'll be like, it's like, it's like being like Andy Richter where he's like, oh man, he's every bit, he's hilarious and funny. He's just like the world's best sidekick. (laughs) Yeah, so you don't want to be number one. I mean... But you want some sort of level of success without yeah. putting down your taco. <laughs> yeah. Is that if it? If I can be successful and have a taco, I would... I mean, just having a, t- a taco would seem like success. Yeah. Yeah, you don't set your expectations too high and you might, you might get something. Which I think might be the problem I'm at now is where I'm just kind of like, oh, sitting around eating tacos instead of putting the nose to the iron. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's what I should be. I'd be like, oh, man, maybe you should aim for first. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, why not? I mean. Yeah. It's getting older. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I feel, I do think in that way of trying to come up with examples of who are in real life, who are the kids that are tripping over hurdles and things? Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, I guess to me, in my head, I think sometimes people go too hard on something and they get so invested on things um, and it kills them and they end up not loving it. So I think if you can, I'm just deriving meaning from the story you told that I Oh, I need from. it, yeah. Yeah, 
I think a lot of times you can get burnt out doing things. If you really try to go hard and you really put a ton of effort into something, especially something creative, I think this happens even more often. If you stop loving it, you're going to you're going to fail and you're not going to be successful if you end up hating what you're doing. Oh, definitely. Especially if you're doing something that you know, for a lot of people, it starts out like, like basically like comedy for, I think a lot of people, it's, it starts off as a passionate hobby. Yeah. But then when it becomes something where it's like, oh, it feels like a job. Yeah. Like you can, you can see those people become like, I don't want to say less, maybe less funny, but like, just like, like when they're not enjoying it, why would we? Right. It's so like, I, what are you I doing? That. Yeah. I think it goes for anything. Real. I mean, it even goes past, I think some people... Um, even in the business world, some people will get so invested in their own business and things and they're they're so happy about it and they're so amped and they want to be successful. Then they get to the point where it's like, oh, this is killing me. Oh, yeah. I'm falling by the wayside. I'm tripping over hurdles right. and I hate my life. I just want to eat a taco and smoke my cigarette. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, that's, and I, have a, I had a friend that actually, he was a big... Uh, he was like a investments banker type of guy, yeah, making tons of money. And he yeah. tells a story about how it was at his brother's wedding, and he was in like the hotel room lobby, like shouting at somebody to like figure, I don't know, whatever financial investor shout about. Sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. And occasionally <laughs> buy. Yeah. I think that's it. With a lot of uh, hand gestures. Yeah. And, and he goes, he was like, he just goes, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. This is my brother's wedding day. And they're, you know, drinking and having fun in there. Yeah. And I'm out here shouting. Fuck this. What's it all mean? Yeah. So he quit. And then he started working at a retail store. And that's how I met him. And it was just one of those things where he's like, it's really wild to hang out with him too. Because just the idea where he's like, yeah, I've got like so much money. It's, right. It's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm just like, why are you here? Why? Yeah. You? And he's like. Yeah, because it's either this or sit at home all day, and I figured this would be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like the coolest guy in the world, where he's just like, just I realized out. at one point, and he was like, what's, what do I do? Do I keep, you know, wanting to yell at people and not realize that I'm enjoying my life? I'm at my brother's wedding? Or do I just quit all this, have enough money, and realize, like, oh, I should go drink with my wife and yeah. raise my kids and, you know. Do stuff you love. Yeah. That's what I mean. You gotta you gotta pay your bills, but yeah. Yeah. after that, because that guy he probably you know he probably had his bills paid for a very long time. Could probably yeah. treat his wife to whatever the heck she wants. Or kids get him a PlayStation Two or whatever PlayStation <laughs> we're on. But it comes down to that. Even if you're passionate about something, it can it can eat you alive. So these kids are passionate about running and they're amped up about their scholarships and stuff. But maybe if they just chill out and enjoy yeah. the ride, they might get seventh place. Fair. <laughs> That's like I think it's Kyle Canadian. I think his slogan was like shooting for third or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's just gonna be like, shooting for seventh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I don't think I think a lot of times if you wanna be the best. Alright, because you're okay, so you do, huh? Go hey, nuts, uh, man. Andy's going to drink another beer. I didn't want to interrupt the show, but no. now clearly it is. Oh, no, it's a sloppy show. Okay. Do you, yeah. do, you do editing on this sort of thing? I do tons of editing. Okay. I really do. <laughs> that explains why everything sounds so nice. Yeah, I Not like, I just cut out. I might cut this out. I might not. But I cut out 
like parts of conversations. Oh, okay. I do. Oh. I've cut out. There was one, I'm not going to say the podcast. I cut out 40, someone was repeating a phrase very frequently and it was distracting to even me. I cut out 40 times they said this. Would you phrase. at least say what the phrase is or is that, would that give it, it away? Give it away. Oh man. I can't. But I edit. I want to know. Drink all the beer you want. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, um, I think what I, what I derive from that is even with this podcast, you know, I was putting out two a week. Now I'm like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Maybe do one a week. Yeah. Maybe do two if I feel like it. Because if I don't enjoy it, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to stop doing it and it's not going to be good. Exactly. And I That's don't want to exactly be. It. I don't want to be number one. But you know what I'd be content with? Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> but living my life, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, eating tacos. I mean, for the record, I would like, just in some odd chance that my parents heard this, I didn't smoke or drink in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, I hope they would understand that that was a joke. <laughs> I don't, there's You're, sometimes when I think they would just be like, oh, no, that sounds right. Yeah, that's Andy. And I was like, I was not, I was not straight edge. And like, I never was like straight edge. I feel like you don't school. have a, you don't have a three X tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I never tattooed it, but yeah. I didn't drink. And I hung around with a lot of like dudes that were like, that have, that now have, you know, forever strong or whatever XXX tattoos. While they're drinking a beer. That sit on their porch and drink beer and smoke Isn't cigarettes. Isn't that the most, cause I think we all knew when they were getting those tattoos, we're like, guys, this is a very hard covenant to live by. Oh yeah. I think in high school you're like, I can't get my hands on alcohol anyway. I'm right. going to, you know, yeah, so you're exactly. like, I'm going to commit to this identity. And then all of a sudden alcohol and weed and sex just and stuff is very prevalent. So yeah. it's just like, oh, well. Now that it's here, I guess. And then you have a tattoo, though. Right. That's what I think is. That's what Shame. I think is great. Like, there's only there's only two guys that I know that are still strong. Like that still don't drink, don't smoke, and like, they hate their lives. Um. Actually, they're both pretty successful. Like they're both two guys that I'm oh, kind of like. They hate their lives. Oh, I don't. No, man. Oh, I, Andy. I idolize them. I'm like these are two. Well, they're two people that I'm like. They're two of the fucking most talented people I know. Really. And I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. Maybe that's how you do it. Maybe it's because you never smoke or drink is how you're like this good still. But there's there's two there's only two of them. I mean, and then everyone like I guess I'd have to like research. These are just the two that I still talk to from kind of from that. At least I know that we're straight edge. And I'm like, man, like it always impresses me that I'm like, damn, you are going strong. Especially the one guy where. He, he works in an industry, he works in the film industry, and it's one of those things where if there's one thing I know about film guys mm-hmm. is that they like to drink, like, you it's all loose. It becomes, that's like the network thing. You oh, hang out you want on the next gig, hang out and drink with everybody after mm-hmm. this shoot, and then this director will be like, well, come work. He's like, oh, I got another gig coming up. You could use a guy like you. Yeah. And then you end up keep working that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm like, man, I'm surprised. That's just like a pretty much a testament to his ability and skill. Dude, you know what? I was joking before, but I do think that's something. There is something there. Because I don't, I drink, like, this is the first beer I've drank all week. And I, because I, I don't really drink that much anymore. I was drinking, right now, I probably drink in a week what I used to drink in a night. 
And you know what? I'm better. I'm better for it. I do more stuff. Did, like, you, have a, did you have a turning point? Was there like a I moment? Did. I did. Have you talked about this? No. I mean, I've told people, but basically I had a bad interaction with a bartender who said that they were going to buy me a drink. This was at a show. I think I might have talked about it on mic. But I said, yeah, I, they were going to buy me. I think I said some joke that offended her or something. She didn't buy me the drink. So I ended up spending more than I wanted to. And I got home and it just soured me on drinking out at bars. And then I was like, I'm soured on drinking at all. Why am I doing this? So I really had this strong motivation. And I woke up sad too, because I'd drink all the time and then I'd wake up sad because all my endorphins were gone. And I have like a dope life, but I was still sad. So I'm like, this is stupid. So I just thought, I'm going to quit drinking. And to your point about your buddy, I feel better, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it. It's yeah. one of those things. Uh, basically, for me, it was one of those things where I went to, I went to, I took a summer abroad in Germany where I did school there. And it was a really interesting experience because basically to them, beer is not beer. It's just, it's, it's food yeah like it's 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 not it's not alcohol you're not getting drunk it's just oh you're gonna have a coke with dinner you go to the restaurant you get a coke with dinner this yeah. like there it's like oh you go to the restaurant oh it's nighttime i'll have a dunkel like whatever it is dunkel vison yeah they just it's to them it's not a, it's nothing and that was kind of that was that was kind of the experience for me where i was like oh yeah like just in America, we do things where we got to excess. We got to go way more than <laughs> yep. than we need to, for whatever reason. But over there, they're like, "Oh no, it's not like just like the first time I, I remember I went to uh, I was going to dinner with a person. I had an internship there. I went to dinner with one of the guys from the internship, and he like I ordered. I was like, "Oh, I'll have a vice beer." Uh-huh. And the the waiter was kind of like, "Okay." And he walked away and kind of gave me stink eye. And I was like, hey, like, why'd that guy give me the stink eye? Yeah. And then I had to explain what stink eye was right. to a German. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. And then he goes, and I was like, well, why Why was it? Why did he do that? And he goes, oh, you ordered Weiss beer, which is more of a breakfast uh, breakfast beer. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, wait, 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 a breakfast? Like, that's what you guys drink? You drink, you drink beer for breakfast? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're German. <laughs> And I was like, it's just oh, a I gotta different start thing. drinking beer for breakfast. Yeah, and then maybe not for the rest of the day. Just kind of like, oh, I drank a beer for breakfast because it went with my sausage. Yeah, exactly. Because that's yeah. how I, yeah, we do that in, and I think it's a bad habit to get into. Oh, yeah. Do you know was, what I mean? If you're, it's that excessive of anything, of food, of alcohol, or weed, or sex, or whatever you're doing, that sort of, I need, I need this, or... I have to do this, and if I do this, I'm going to go all out, and rather than just kind of sit back and think about what's best for you and getting things done and just enjoying things in moderation. Exactly. Because I'm drinking a beer now. I'm not, I don't feel like I have to be like, no more alcohol. I'll drink a beer now. Right. And like, whatever, I'm fine. I won't drink for the rest of the night. I might not drink for the rest of the week because I'm really productive and I'm getting stuff done. Exactly. And I feel good when I wake up. I'm not all bummed out and got the neggy vibes in the morning i mean that's definitely something too where especially getting older i just feel like if i'm gonna if i'm like gonna drink a bunch it's a two-day affair because it ends up the next day's a waste yeah like when i was younger it was just like yeah go for it and then it was 
and then you woke up and you did it again but now getting older i'm it really is like a bitch getting older where you're just like oh man i can't do (laughs) i think it's like liberating though in a way it's just like oh i don't have to either you know well yeah i mean that was my thing i was just like i don't need to do this i can be this doesn't matter like it's not even that much fun you know right right because you're like oh let's get drunk I'm like no i i feel i have four beers and i want to vomit <laughs> why don't i just go hang out with my buddies maybe drink a beer maybe just drink diet cokes all night and just have a good hang yeah i mean that I haven't, I haven't done that do in a while something. but dude try try like when you go if you like go out to you hang out at motor quite a bit right Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah, you're just hanging out at Motor and just be like, I'm just going to drink some Diet Cokes. Drink Diet Cokes all night. And then this was my epiphany was I, you know, I went out and I just drank Diet Cokes all night, hanging out with my friends. And I was like, oh, I enjoyed that so much more because I was lucid the entire time. I was aware of what's going on. I could drive my car home. I got a good night's sleep, woke up the next morning and like did stuff. Maybe like went for a run or something. And I had more fun the night before. I just think alcohol is like a crock when people are like, let's go get drunk. Just like, why? Try it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll th- maybe, I usually, uh, sometimes I'll just do orange juice. Because cause I'm trying, it was like a, that's the other thing, I'm trying to finally get healthier. I yeah, think, me too. I think there's a huge thing to say about the idea that it's like healthy body, healthy mind. That, like I used to be like, oh, just fuck that. Like just, you know, yeah. think positive and destroy do what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think there's a way bigger thing where your brain definitely is affected by what you eat. I'm not totally. a nutrition. I have no idea. No, all we can speak to is our anecdotal experience. <laughs> We're not scientists. <laughs> I hate it when people quote stats to me. They're like, science shows if you drink 45 beers a night, you'll have a blah, blah. I'm like, that's not, or like some sort of positive. Was it a great time? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, what it was. <laughs> Or, you know, someone's always, like, telling you, like, you don't drink salt water because it'll destroy your kidney beans. <laughs> but I, it, yeah, I can't yeah, come up with a good example. Beans. When any, when any, when any, whenever someone tells me about some sort of thing they've read or something, I don't care. I'm like, Andy, tell me about your experience drinking orange juice rather than alcohol. Or tell me about your experience with eating certain kinds of food and feeling better in your brain. Right. That's your truth. I don't want to hear someone else's truth. It's a personal experience that holds more water than science. Exactly. Salt water. I drank some salt water a bunch. I did a... uh, Higher kidney beans. (laughs) Holding up. (laughs) They were all right. I'm done with this bit. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it was... uh, I did a... I think they call it... Like, it's called the lemonade diet or uh, the master cleanse. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh... It was 10, you do it for 10 days where you just drink lemonade, um, some sort of grade A maple syrup and cayenne pepper. You mix, heard of that. you mix that all together in water and then you just drink that during the day. And then at some point you do what they call the salt water flush, which is where you... This is horseshit. Ch- <laughs> this is snake oil. It's, here's... How did you feel? I don't know. Like... I guess so. Well, I mean, the salt water flush, you drink this basically like half a liter. For me, it was like a full liter of salt water. Uh, like, 
what's the Jewish salt? <laughs> kosher. Yeah. You drink a liter of kosher salt, and then you chug that, and then your body rejects the salt immediately. It rejects mm. it. So it flushes it out of you as fast as it can at, through the butt. And because you've been drinking nothing but liquid, and the cayenne pepper is supposed to like loosen up your uh, like Sounds the shit awful. on your bowels. And this is and making it, you better. And it flushes it all out of you. Okay. So it flushes out like all the corrosive stuff that's been building up on the inside of your intestines and whatnot and flushes that. So by like day five, you know, I do that flush and there's still like material in the toilet. Like there's still poop. And I'm like, I haven't eaten anything solid. How's there still solid poop in there? And it's because it was all stuck to my innards, right? Did you feel better? I mean, I guess. Did you feel like that stuff was gone? I mean, the way I looked at it, the, the what I guess the end result when you asked me, you're like, well, what was the benefit? Yeah. The reality was, like, to me, I go, oh, I proved that I can do something that is really tough for 10 days. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, I did, I had, um, there were, I had three or two other roommates. There were three of us living in the house. Me and one other roommate were doing this cleanse. And then the third guy was just like fucking cooking curry every night, uh-huh. like cooking up like delicious. Like he would take all his time in the world to make this food that specifically smelled so good. Yeah. Just to fuck with us. Right. And uh, so we would, so me and my other roommate were just like, you're a dick. Like you're just sitting here eating such good food. So you were just impressed at your self-control? That was it. Like that to me was the lesson that I learned. I was like, okay. If I really was doing something, it, like I can go for it, and and for like a year after that, I tried like I tried being vegetarian. Yeah, just because I was like, whatever. Like I did, I did this thing. I might as well go for this next thing. Yeah, try to be healthy. Like a test of willpower is really yeah. what it is to yeah. prove to yourself that you're you have that self control and you're. It's a yeah. It's a way to really feel like you're in control of your life. And I think I was in better shape. And it was probably right around when I started doing comedy, uh-huh. um, and I think it did help me. Right, like I think I think my brain was a little clearer back then, and I was able to it seemed, things seem more focused. Yeah, it's funny for me because I, um, on the on that sense, I've I've written some pretty good jokes when I've been like messed up. So I don't really know what the answer is to like in terms of creatively because it does, I don't know, even just like quietly at home. If I'm messed up, I've been like, man, that was, it, it, there's something there where it can put you in a different frame of mind. Because no. even when I go on, when I go on stage, I've realized that I, I'm far better if I self-medicate with some alcohol. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's just something a lot of comics, it's just, you gotta get loose. Yeah, you but got, you gotta have the juice space. and get loose, yeah. The only time I really do is drink is when I'm getting about to go on stage. So, let me ask, when, you, when you'd when write stuff when you said you were messed yeah, up. Yeah, sure. And you do that stuff on stage, it comes out well, like, it comes out, like, like yeah, good reactions? Yeah, there, there like, in my opinion... There or whatever, but it's objectively, it's like yeah, that's a that's an interesting thought, and that's good. Because there was there was a old comic who moved away. Uh, his name was Mike Cody. 
which I'm, I'd be yeah, surprised. I've heard of him. I'd say if he, even, yeah. if he hasn't been brought up before, I'd be surprised. Uh-huh. Love him. Yeah. One of the greatest comics ever. Funniest guy. Like, just brilliant. I wish he would do comedy again. He's on a hiatus or whatever. Yeah. Fantastic comic. He, uh, one night, we were hanging out at Mc, McLevy's afterwards at Go Bananas, drinking, having a good time, getting messed up, getting drunk, and he was just like, like, I, we were joking around, and, he, and I said something, and I took out my notebook to start writing, and he was just like, he put his hand on top of mine, and he's like, Andy, I promise it's never going to be <laughs> as funny as right now. Trust me. Yeah. And, like, and, and I wrote it down anyways, and I yeah. read it again, and I was just kind of like, oh, no, that like, some things are just in the moment. <laughs> like, okay. Like, it, I wasn't, feel that it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I don't attribute that to you being inebriated though you know what i attribute that to attribute that to i attribute that to the fact that you were in the context of bros joking around totally because that's where yeah as a comic you have to build your own context and if you throw down something about you know go to abortion or something like that and then someone riffs off your go to abortion you're like, that's super funny. Then you write it down and you're like, well, no one said I'm on stage and no one's brought up go to portion. Right. <laughs> so my joke is moot. You know, it doesn't matter. That's what I think. But I still think. So do you know what I mean? That's my no, point. No, I of, absolutely buy that. Yeah. That's my argument. Yeah. So with the, the jokes that I've written, I've been here. Yeah. In my yeah. apartment by myself. A funny thought in the mind is worth its weight in gold because that's, if it's funny to you, mm-hmm. tell it. And if it's funny to someone else, it's a bit. Yep. Like I've, I've thought a lot about that type of thing where just the idea of, you know, the, the, what is it? When, if a tree falls in the wood and no one's around, doesn't make a sound. It's yeah. kind of like that idea is it like, is a joke a bit until you say it out loud or like, is this funny? Like you could have the funniest thought ever. Yeah. And then it's not truly a bit in the comic sense until you say it out loud in front of a crowd and then their reaction. It could still be funny to you, and it might even it might be the funniest joke ever. And eventually, if you keep saying it, I guess someone would someone would agree, right? But like there's got to be someone out there. It's gonna be like, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, you have to decide whether how much time you want to sit on that thing and keep trying until you're like, maybe this, maybe rain, maybe reindeer farts are only funny to me, <laughs> or whatever it would be. Yeah, I, or maybe just in that moment talking about reindeer yeah. farts, it was golden, but now. That moment's gone. Put away your notebook. Right. It's with the angels now. <laughs> the I do. I think that's true. I think that, like, that's something I've thought a lot about. Like, because I've had a lot of funny ideas where I'm like, this is really funny to me. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll go and say it at a mic and just be like, okay, some, <laughs> some things it, are just for me. Yep. <laughs> like, well, it's explaining that. That's why everyone thinks they can be a comic. Like, I, uh, I went on a date with this girl, and I had mentioned that I'd done Go Bananas like two days before. And I was like, yeah, I was really excited because I had a good set. My family was there to see me, so I was really pumped. And she's like, oh, you did like five minutes? And then she says, I could do that. I could just like go up and tell these stories that I have, and like they're hilarious. So, And, and just to me, it's, this, it's that thought of I made someone laugh one time. I yeah, could be the greatest comedian of all time. That that's something I. It's actually I I've written it in at least two different notebooks, usually on the first page, and the quote is, "Doing stand up is entirely different 
than being funny. Absolutely. Because I, I think that you could be you could be an amazing stand-up, but like if you actually looked at it, you're like, oh, like he's he was so energetic, so performance-wise, like it was brilliant, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, no, I was just entertained. He's a really good stand-up. But there's other people who are like so funny, so unbelievably off-the-cuff funny, really great, intelligent, smart, witty stuff that go up and do stand-up and it's just like, dude, your like stage presence is zero. <laughs> your like ability to make this contextually entertaining is not there. Everything you're saying is the funniest, wittiest thing I've heard. But as a stand-up, you ha- it's, it's like if you were a great race car driver and then you tried to make a film and you're like, you don't know how to hold a camera. <laughs> Or yeah, or if it's someone it's a better that even analogy. yeah no yeah I'm trying to come up with it. I think it's uh, the race car driver that knows everything about cars, but once he hits the track, he doesn't know how to drive. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think it somewhat translates, but yeah, it's that. Uh, I think that. I think that can be taught. I don't think. I think that's sort of like I have a buddy who I'm like you're the funniest person I've ever met. He's never done stand up, but I'm like you could if, like it'll take some time to get the mechanics down, but if you can translate um your just naturally ability to be funny, it's once you get that down cuz you can teach that. You can't teach someone exactly. how to like really be able to exactly. find like irony or satire in a situation and point it out. Yes. Cuz it's so tough. I I 100% agree in the idea that it's you can teach the other stuff. You can teach how to walk around the stage and how to work a crowd. Yeah, Yeah. no sandals. Yeah, you know you can teach that, but you can't. It's I don't. I think the heart of it would be you got to be naturally. The mindset has to go. Yeah, it's how your brain works, man. Absurdity or towards silly. If your brain doesn't do that, it's just like it's not gonna work, man. Like you're not funny. There's so many people where I want to tell them, like, dude, you have the mechanics down and everything, but like you as a person see the world in a way that doesn't entertain people, <laughs> and it's too bad. No, Quit. that's it. Like that's the thing is it's that's that's where you're like, oh man, this is a really great stand-up. He controls the room and he's doing amazing things, but I'm not gonna buy the album. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna you listen know, to it later. Yeah, I'm not gonna think about this later on when I'm sitting around going, "Oh my god, like, man, he really said something poignant." Or I'm not gonna right. be in a situation later where that's what I that's what I love about stand up is the idea where, like, uh, you'll think about a bit when you're just walking down the street and something happens to you and you're like, "Oh man, that was hilarious that that happened to me." Oh shit, someone already wrote a bit about that. Which I right, love that idea. Done. It's like relatable, but it's it's so relatable, and it becomes this thing where it goes, "Oh yeah, everybody's had this experience." Yeah, it's emotional connection. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. It's about like someone else's truth relating to your truth, or someone else. Yeah, I think it's just honesty, and that's what's fun about it. And if it's something you've already heard before, it's kind of like oh, I've already seen that magic trick. I know how it's done. Yeah, yeah. Dang, like, dude, we're talking about stand-up again. Are you not? We're not supposed to. 
I wanted. I, had, I thought a lot of people talked about stand up on this. Everyone summer. always does. I know they always pull it off. They always manage to. I mean, is this is this a podcast? About, is it not about stand up? The only thing, really, the only thing is, I worry that's like it might be too inside baseball for most people. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like you're right. A lot of comics do listen, but I don't know. Sometimes I I just worry about that. But I didn't realize it because I like I said when I was listening to it earlier, I was kind of yeah. like. Oh man, this is—it's like, it's this—it's this nice thing where I guess it's because I like that aspect. Because I play—it's if in that analogy, I play baseball. So yeah, I, I, I like know. to hear about talking Everyone's about baseball. Played baseball, I know. So, so that's what you're. These are the people that you have on. Like it's you, true. You have to have on like a businessman who's just like, well, statistically speaking, uh, you should buy and sell shares at the high and low points. Yeah, so. but that's the thing. Oh, businessmen are the worst. <laughs> comics are good, but they also define themselves as comics. So it's like, let's talk about like what I am. You know, so then naturally they're like, let's talk about comedy. Well, let's talk about something else then. What do you, what, uh, what would you? Oh, I just wanted, all right. Well, we're hitting the time, but I wanted to go back to your original point. I wanted to ask you, um, now what, what that looks like for you in terms of you're, I mean, you're a busy dude. You do comedy, you do future science, which you're going to have to plug at the end, but you you do a lot of stuff. You have a lot of creative endeavors um, that you spend time on. You do good stuff and you promote stuff well. You seem passionate about the stuff you're doing. So, I guess in terms of like doing that hard and being persistent and committed to it, versus riding the line of going too far and being like, I'm so exhausted by doing all this stuff that it makes you burned out and not want to do it anymore, how do you kind of ride that line? Do you ever feel yourself saying, man, I've done this so much and I just want to take a break? Do you ever find yourself there? Oh, yeah, constantly. <laughs> Honestly, oh, constantly. Bet. Yeah, man. It's something, uh, especially with the future science thing, doing, that, doing a sketch comedy show, I was actually just talking to my mom about it the other day where I was like, imagine if... Saturday Night Live was only done by four people. Yeah. Like, roughly, give or take four people, plus or minus two. Imagine four people did Saturday Night Live. Every Like, imagine it was just them. They had to film it. They had to act it. They had to write it. They had to yeah. produce it. They had to do everything for it. Yeah. Yeah, sure, they put together a show once a week, Saturday Night Live does, but that's their jobs. They're getting paid. They don't have right. to, like... For future science, all of us have to have day jobs. We're all we're all working, um, you know, either you part to like, love it, working thirty or more hours a week, and we're sitting out there going. And also, there's other things, you know, just even like having a night off, yeah, or like trying to go on a date or something, right? Trying to fit time in for everything. Uh huh. Imagine if you had all of that and it was only four guys making Saturday Night Live, you would be like, what the fuck. You, that's why that's why it's like oh man sometimes it's just it it does feel like work there is a huge reward in the idea when you finally do perform it like the ecstasy of relief yes when you finally you know when, when we do that show there's no better feeling for me than like sitting behind that desk 
and introducing the next sketch yeah that's gonna be and i know what it is and we've rehearsed it five times that day yeah but i'll still look forward because i'm like logan's gonna come up here and do something ridiculous right and especially you know we can rehearse all day but there's no amount of energy that actually matches when you come out from behind the curtain and perform yeah it's it's like the way the wrestlers i know wrestlers have talked about the idea where it's like yeah man you know we practice but then the fireworks are coming out and your adrenaline you're walking down that ramp and you come out and you go through the scene and it and there is that feeling and that makes it all worth it yeah but there are times when it's just like i'm exhausted like i'm gonna go home and work on that stuff tonight i'm sure you are man and what i love is that i can say that here and no matter when people listen to this podcast it's probably going to be true <laughs> for sure. Cause that's, I, I spend, we, we all spend a lot of time on that. Something where I think people, especially for a free show at a bar, I don't think people are realizing that it's, that this is something that we all spend so much time on it. Yeah. No one sees it. <laughs> yeah. No one puts that together that, it, that right. This took so much work and production to go into. Like tonight we're actually doing voiceover. Like we're going to like Logan and Carl are probably going to come over and we're going to record voiceover stuff and it's going to be, you know, a couple hours of that. And then we have to go home and edit all that stuff. And it's just going to be like, oh man, it's grueling. But I know. it's, it's still, if like, I have, like, like the whole idea of getting burnt out of, you know, worrying about the scholarship versus the fun of it. Yeah. It's got to still be fun. Like, that's it. Yeah. End of the day, if it's not fun, why are you doing it? Absolutely. Why are you doing it? Like, that's for everything. Like, it, dude, it re- I understand, like, job-wise, like, we work jobs. We got to pay our bills. But if you're doing something creative, I'm not making money off this. You're probably not making much money, if any, off of Future Science. You got you to gotta say, this is me, and I'm, I love this. And this is why I do it, because I go out and I have fun. This makes my life more enjoyable you know exactly it's the same like you know doing like stand-up let's bring it back just for a second <laughs> but I, and to be fair i don't think it's too much inside baseball if, if if anything that you know the popularity of a show like wtf or even like you know the other podcasts yeah, about all comedy, the other guys, yeah like people understand it better and they're fine with it i think it's because it's i was thinking about this today when i was listening to your podcast i was like this is basically like almost like sitting in on a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> like it can feel that who, way. Who doesn't want to, you know, listen to someone else's problems so they can either be like, oh, Jesus, at least I'm not as fucked up as that. Yeah, I do that so much. <laughs> Every podcast, I'm like, oh, well, that's, you know, I'm all right. Yeah. Like <laughs> things aren't so bad. Like listen to Kyle Jeffress one, I was just like, oh my God. Or like, oh, like yeah. listen to a couple of us, or Michael, I listened to a bunch of them, but it was just. Like going, oh my god, <laughs> like, yeah. But but the, at the same time, man. it's yeah. it's it's they're going like, oh man, I have my own shit, and there's no way somebody's not going to listen to this and and go, oh, at least I got my shit more together than that guy. Exactly. <laughs> like, I it's think true. I think it's great. So I don't think it's inside baseball. I don't think it's too much inside talk. I think it's just people, you know, the voyeurism of enjoying listening to the uncensored thoughts like the way you like yeah okay you were saying some stuff in some of their other podcasts where i was like oh he's like he's making them say this like 
like they and because the, they brought up and they're like well i don't really want to talk about diane right and you're like well talk about it that's what i want to hear because that's what you know is good exactly if someone's like i don't want to talk about diane it's like dude whatever happened with diane is gonna be exactly it's gonna be good and that's what i was like yeah this is this is good this feels like a real thing where you're just sitting on this therapy session where there's a therapist here talking and being like well tell me about your mother or whatever right. and just to have because those are the thoughts those are like the inner workings where people can look at it and be like perspective wise say something and go oh man i felt that way yeah or oh man that's messed up or oh man that seems normal right that's totally what it's all about it's all about talking about diane because we all have a diane so when you hear that or somehow you relate to the experience of diane you're like oh I'm just a normal guy who has a Diane, but her name's not Diane. Right, yeah, exactly. The Diane in this scenario is, uh, I always go with Diane from Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. So hot. She, you know, babes. 90s hot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wait. So, so you're bringing, wait, you don't know what What was I saying? You were were bringing it back into the stand-up. I was bringing it back into stand-up. Yeah, to that point. When you're about to go on stage and you're nervous, what I do is I just think, are you going to have fun? Like, have fun. If you're going to, if you're not feeling like you're about to go have fun on stage, why are you doing it? You're never going to be famous. You're never going to make this a career. You probably don't even want to make this a career. You're going up there to have fun. So that kind of takes me out of it. And it's just like, let's just go have a good time. It kind of relieves me of that pressure. It's just like, oh, I'm up here to have fun. It doesn't matter. Just try to have a good time. Because if I ever feel like, oh, man, I'm nervous about how this is going to go, I just think, I think Rand told me one time. It was just, you know, some sort of show or something. He said it doesn't matter. And I took it to an even grander scale. And just in life, it's just like, man, this is so, what's that word, infinitesimal? Small. (laughs) Irrelevant. Okay, yeah. So it's like five minutes of your life. It's just like, have that five minutes doing something you enjoy. If you're you're up there and it's not going well and you're really not having fun, get off stage. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think the guy for me was Joe Shelby. Yeah. I remember having uh, like super high anxiety one night at at an open mic at May Day, now Mm -hmm. the Yacht Club. Yeah. And, uh. I was just like, oh God, I don't have anything new. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to waste everybody's time. And Joe Shelby in his classic, you know, just straight up stoner guy kind of way was just like, fuck it. (laughs) Like, who cares? Go like, what do you, he goes, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to make, I want to impress people. And I want to like keep earning my craft. And he goes, who cares? You think any of these people care? Nope. You think any of the other comics in the room are sitting there going, oh, man, I'm going to, I was just all about to give Andy a, you know, contract <laughs> to get him yeah, on the road no one's and millions scouting. of dollars. No, he was just, just go do it. Go have fun. Yeah. And my brain went, oh, man, you forget. <laughs> like, you, you forget, do. you put a lot of pressure on yourself and you forget that it's just, this is for fun. And yeah. if it becomes a job, you're the luckiest person in the world. You're a hardworking, brilliant person if it becomes a job. And I want that. But you have to realize 
at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, nobody else is. And if you're not having fun, what are you doing it for? <laughs> Dude, that's gospel, man. <laughs> if it's something you claim to be passionate about and you do it for the love of it, if you're not enjoying it, quit. Exactly. Sit or, down and eat a taco. Or change <laughs> or change and make it fun. Yeah, man. That's like it's exactly. Just have that taco. Just, just Life's about Man, you know when people get all ex- existential and they're like, what's it all mean? Who cares? Like, why does life is so pointless? I'm like, eat pizza. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, totally. How good is pizza? Yeah. How good is Orange is the New Black? I just finished that one. How good was it? Oh, man, that like, great cliffhanger ending. I was not seeing, I was like, man, where's are you gonna- season four? The newest one, yeah. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, so well, shut well. your... You brought it up. I did. I didn't. You're quick, man. Because I've been blasting through it. <laughs> but you, you didn't get my point. No, that's exactly it. And I. that's another thing I've talked to friends about where I'm just like, oh, man, you know what's great? Real Taking a step back from yourself and thinking about how it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. everything's okay. Which is a really hard concept. And I think I've I've been guilty of it. I know... Where I just think the world's crashing down on me and everything's terrible and it's yeah. the worst. And why won't you take me back? And how did I lose her? Or, you know, yeah. man, I really Diane. fucked up this job opportunity. Whatever it is. But you also have to think, oh, man, like, I get to fucking joke around and do comedy. I get yeah. to do a sketch show. I get to hang out on a Thursday night and drink beer and talk on a podcast. I get to, you know go to a bar and see my friends yeah life's okay life's Life's pretty good yeah (laughs) like the next it's worth it yeah that's it man i'm i'm excited about life i really am it's just like every day i can do anything any sort of bummed out i get you know if i have like a like a bad podcast like (laughs) this one right now yeah i can't wait to not hear it i get all bummed (laughs) i get all bummed out about it but then just something will happen. I had a dude, I mean, I had, I don't want to get too, but I, I had a friend just recently got in a motorcycle accident and he's it potentially could not walk anymore. But when I heard that, I don't mean to bring it down, but I'm saying when I heard that, one of the nicest, like coolest dudes I've ever met, when I heard that, it was just so clear to me. It's just like, man, every day that I can walk and get a piece of pizza and watch Orange is the New Black. It's just like, man, you're blessed every day. You know? Yeah, I mean, I you're not you're right. You're right. You're correct. Yeah. That's it. It's a good day. That's it, dude. <laughs> Dang. You got you got anything else to say on that? No, I think I think that's it. It that you know, obviously everything is easier said than done. But at the same time, it is one of those things where if you're not, if that's where I understand where if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to every once in a while, think about how cool it is that, you know, we have potato and bacon pizza in this world that we have what any type of pizza you want. Yeah. If you can't realize how good pizza is, I can see how it's a shitty world. Yeah. 
so it's important to just remember that there's always pizza. Yeah. It's always you can always walk and get pizza. Dude, that's really a truth. <laughs> you can get off your ass in the morning. You lost your job, you lost your girl. You can get off your ass and scrounge up enough money. Yeah. To buy like a good piece of pizza. Or just hang around until after hours when they throw out the extras. You can get pizza. Yeah, everybody gets you pizza. You can get it. Yeah, man. That's uh, I'm going to put pizza or taco in the title. <laughs> Somehow. Plug your stuff, man. Um, so, stuff I'd plug. Uh, every last Sunday of the month, we do f- the Future Science Sketch Comedy Show at Motor Pub, starting at 10 uh, there's always a great band beforehand, usually starting around eight or nine, so come to that. Uh, we also do the Motor Mouth uh, stand-up showcase show, which is the second Tuesday of the month, and that starts at eight o'clock, which is also at Motor, but in the basement. Cincinnati, Ohio. In Cincinnati, Ohio? Yeah. yeah that's, uh, I forgot it's a podcast. Got to go worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those, are the, those I guess, will be those are the two things that I... That I'm definitely going to be at. Um, other than that, we got I got AndyGasper.com. Sick. Good, Good man. Andy Gasper on Twitter, which I never post anything. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get it, but you own your own domain name. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. try, anytime some new bullshit social media thing comes out, no matter how use like vine do you remember mm-hmm. vine i do i watched is the anybody, vine today is anybody vining still mm-hmm. really yeah i get like i <laughs> i guess i guess that's on me like but like vine like every like any social media thing that comes out i always try to grab andy gasper first you should and then i have other ones too like i'll like my actual instagram is just sidecar that's my. I have an Instagram that's Sidecar, but I also registered Andy Gasper, just because. Well, Sidecar was my first one because I was just fucking around yeah. when it first started. I was like, "Oh, this looks fun." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it became like I added a bunch of people. I made a bunch of friends on it, and now it's my thing. Yeah. Which has actually worked out awesome because uh, Sidecar is a pretty just a regular word. You can probably <laughs> sell that thing. That's my hope. Good. Put it up. There's a there's a company. In San Francisco, called Sidecar, which is basically like an Uber and Lyft oh, competitor. Buddy, and I, that's like that's what I want my cheddar to be. Is like I want them to, email <laughs> to send them. me an email and be and go send them an email. Hey, we need t- for ten thousand dollars. We'll buy that, and I'll go. So, <laughs> dude, I'm for real. Email them tonight and see what you can get for it. I also get there's also it's a dive bar in Barcelona, in Spain, because I get a lot of at. At had a great time at the sidecar yeah. rock and roll bar. But they're too dumb to know it's you. And then there's uh, at sidecar donuts. There's a donut shop that shares the name sidecar in Dude, California. Your best bet is going to be San Fran startup. Every every time though, I respond. Anytime someone ats a sidecar thing, yeah, I respond. So like, especially for that car company, they'd be like, for discount tonight, you know post this image yeah <laughs> and and i would respond to it I, and i would go uh for an extra 30 percent off tell the driver a deep dark secret 
Are you for real? Yeah, every time. One of them was like, uh, bring the driver your favorite uh, spaghetti recipe for another 20% off. Dude. And they would they would basically do like, that quite a bit. They would respond. Anytime, anytime anyone mentions the name, I'll respond. Oh, gosh. And I would, <laughs> And I just, don't sell it. It's worth it for the I, bits, dude. I want somebody else to just like come back because it's, you know, they're like at sidecar, you know, and they think it's the car company. Yeah. And I just want somebody to be like, I told the I told the driver I murdered my wife and I didn't get 30 percent. Oh, off. dude. Have you done murdered your wife? No, that's please do that's it. what they would have to do. I no, told, but I if you them. said. Tell the driver you murdered your wife. Get ten percent off your next ride. That I don't know why I did a radio voice, but do you haven't done that specific one though? No, no, I have not. I like it. I just, I just like the idea now that somebody would oh admit to to murdering their wife and then be pissed they didn't get ten percent off. Oh man! <clears throat> all right. Well, yeah. Follow all that. Go to yeah. There's a bunch of it's a fun place. Wait yeah. for it to load. It takes a while to load. I'm not good. I go to joeybertoff.com. It takes no time to load. <laughs> It'll be there before your eyes. And then you can listen to Andy's podcast, which you're already listening to. Hey, you did it. Listen to Phil Pointers. I think that's the top one on that playlist. So, Oh, right on. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Andy. No problem. Later.